You're listening to episode number 321 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Fuck, I can't believe we're into, you know, the first part of January and you and I haven't spoken together, really spoken like this since uh, since before Thanksgiving. And I thought, shit, it's it's uh, it'll be which was part of the reason why when you said, hey, do you want to record today? I'm like, well, hell yeah, I want to record today. It's been it's been a while. So uh, this has been without any inkling of exaggeration, the most difficult thing I've ever gone through health-wise in my entire life it's this has been an absolute nightmare i have essentially detoxed three times in the last six weeks oh my goodness yeah like like not throwing up not like in the movies kind of detox but i'm I'm detoxing from drugs i'm i'm shivering i'm sweating i can't sleep like it's it's a whole it's it's just been an absolute disaster like this is couldn't have gone much worse than it's been going (laughs) unless i was dead like that holy shit yeah it's it's been fucking it's been brutal so there's days where i'll i'll wake up actually before all this medication change happened and actually even a little bit after that from time to time let's say i actually feel fine nothing wrong at all like you're waiting for something to go wrong but you, you're like, oh, oh man, I, I feel pre- I feel pretty good. It's great, and that's how I've been able to go out and like I ended up getting tattoos and I ended up going snowboarding once and because there are times where you're like, oh cool, everything's good, but it's like you've got to be prepared at any moment to go. This is gonna get bad, you know. Like we got to get the fuck out of here. Like this is things are gonna go downhill quick. That actually happened a little bit with uh, my second tattoo. I was in the chair they're going to town and uh, i'm just pouring cold sweat you know (laughs) i am and i fell asleep and when i say fall asleep i half think i uh, what i mean is i passed out like three times like while while they they were working on it now now it is possible that i did fall asleep because it, it was during i was just coming out of one of those spells where i'm exhausted so but i just thought it was amazing that i was so tired that I could fall asleep while getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. 
<laughs> like it was funny. I dozed off several times, and the artist is like, like the first time, I guess my arm dropped a little bit. You know, like de- like dead weight, like you'd fall asleep yeah. and it just falls. And I, it must have moved because what woke me up is her readjusting my arm, and I was like, "Oh shit, I think I fell asleep." <laughs> oh wow, that's nuts. Yeah, but uh, huh, it is what it is now. I feel like we're we're trending in in the right spot. We went back to a lot of other medications. We decided to refocus on what we considered was more important. Like they were so hell bent. Once this bipolar thing happened, like we got to get you on an antipsychotic. We got to get you on mood stabilizers. We got to go. And I was like, well, that's not really the fucking problem that we're really talking about. I'm talking about all this anxiety and this panic and this other shit that's going on. So for weeks, they weren't addressing any of that. And it got so bad that Karen was like, you got to hold on for one more day. I'm taking control of this thing. This is is ridiculous. Like she had been coming to the therapy, but or not therapy, uh, to the doctor's appointments. And it, she just it just got fed up. No, we're doing it my way now. <laughs> like, I'm, wow. I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah, good for her. I, that's, that's, um, it's, it's helpful that no doubt to have someone there that can, that is, you know, kind of a third party, deta- you know, detached and kind of neutral oh, that yeah. can see what you're dealing with, but then also can say to the doctor, you know, this is what I'm seeing right. as an outsider. Exactly. Yep. You got it. Good. We actually have some maintenance that we need to take care of. I'm going to kick it off with you giving a little bit yes. of a, a clarification on some Certainly. some changes recently. So for listeners that are both fans of this podcast, as well as the Vice Lounge online, I have subsequently stepped away from the podcast. Uh, and and I, I want to be as clear on this podcast as I was on the other one, which was to say that there was absolutely zero problem between my friend Jason and I were still uh, like brothers. Uh, you know, I, just after 442 podcasts, I said to Jason, you know, I have smoked 442 cigars. I have had 442 adult beverages and I have gambled in some capacity 442 times. I think I'm ready to hang up the Vice Lounge microphone. And so I made that announcement in early December and I had every reason to believe that when I made that announcement, because for folks behind the curtain uh, for Vice Lounge, Jason and I would record four, five, six podcasts in one sitting. So when I made that recording back in the beginning of November, I had every reason to believe that you and I and Karen would continue, you know, in our sort of run of 360 shows. And I would make the announcement there and, and it would all kind of jive together. Well, we've taken some time away from 360. That announcement came out from Vice Lounge. And so everybody's saying, well, what's Tony's deal? What's, what's going on? Is he stepping away from everything? And the answer is no. One of the things that I love most about this podcast and, and and Mark, I've said it to you, I've said it to Karen, but I've also said it to all of the 360 Vegas vacationers that come out. What I love most about this being a co-host on this podcast is I get the best of both worlds. I get to be the proverbial Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson, (laughs) right? Like it. You do all the work. All I got to do is sit on the sidelines, tee up the jokes for you so that you look like the good guy. You look great if I could do my job properly. And that's so much fun. I have no desire. And I even said to Jason, I said, part of the reason why I'm hanging up the Vice Lounge mic is merely because every week I've got to come up with content 
you know, whereas with Vi- uh, with 360, I get the I get an email to me Friday morning, and by Friday night, I'm sitting behind a mic, yucking it up, making jokes right. with Mark and Karen, <laughs> where Mark does all the work. I said I kind of feel bad about it, but on the other hand, it's Mark's baby, and he loves doing it. So who am I to try to get right. his way? Exactly, exactly. No. So long, long story short is to say I'm still hanging out with uh, with you and Karen every week as long as you'll continue having me. I've gone off in a different direction with a podcast of my own in the legal realm that I won't bore the listeners with. But other than to say that I'm I nothing, nothing at all. Jason and I are still great friends and it looks like Vice Lounge is still going to continue on without me. And I, oh, cool. I, I that doesn't surprise me. You know, it's it's it's, it's a good concept and he's going to find co-hosts to come in and, and help him out. But uh, I just didn't want the listeners to think that I was falling off the face of the earth. I'm still going to hang out with 360 as long as Mark and Karen will continue having me. That's 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 really cool. And I got to say, I respect the shit out of that. So my favorite podcast of all time is a podcast called Reasonable Doubts. It actually helped me to become an atheist. But it, what I loved about that show so much is after X amount of episodes, they just called it quits. And they said, we've said everything that we want to say, you know, it, at this point, we're just kind of trying to fill, you know, so what's the sure. point? And I really respect it. Like, that's the first thing that popped in my head when you told me that you were stepping away from Vice Lounge. I was like, oh, tell me it's something as cool as he's like, I just feel like I've said everything. And that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly it. You know, we would have folks reach out to us, particularly through the, the Vice Lounge Facebook page, and they'd say, hey, have you you should record, you should review this particular bourbon, or hey, you should talk about this particular casino game. And I'd go into the Vice Lounge online website, and I would use the search box with the term that they asked, and it had already <laughs> been talked about, and I would just link to that particular web, uh, podcast episode for them to listen to the review on. That's brilliant. So, yeah, it I, was it was it got to the point where I was bringing stuff out to record and Jason would say, no, Tony, we've already recorded this. And <laughs> sure enough, I'd look it up and I'm like, well, damn it, I just bought a bottle of something right. that we are talked about one hundred and seventy five shows ago. Oh, so, darn. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. darn. Guess I got to drink it. I know. I know. So, OK, well, I'll go and buy something new then. Right. OK, so for my update, um, we don't know yet. Uh, I, I felt good today. I reached out to Tony. Um and and man behind the curtain we aren't even recording when we normally record because yesterday i didn't feel good enough to be able to do it so it's going to be touch and go for a while i really appreciate all the support that we've gotten from everybody um just humbling Uh, i'll just I'll, i'll just call it that it's 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 been humbling and um something else uh so one of the weird things about this whole situation that I'm dealing with is the ups and downs. Like I'll have a day where I'm like, oh shit, did we, did we turn the quarter? Are, are we feeling better? And I'll feel good for a day, maybe two. And then it just plummets into, into the worst of it, you know? And then that lasts, who knows? It, it's, we can't determine it yet. Anyway, so um, there are days where I can feel good, days where I can't feel good. So I've been able to go out and do things, sometimes regrettably, because it'll kick in while I'm out there. Sometimes it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's fine, more bad than good, to be fair. But um, during that time, Tony, I uh, got two tattoos and I touched the mint. 
Yes, I was going to ask if you were going to talk about the ink that, uh, on the show. I, so talk about it. I did. So I'm sure it comes as no surprise to anybody that listens to this show that I'm a bit of a writer douche. I don't know if I don't know, it's fair to call myself a douche, <laughs> but whatever. I like to write. Uh, it's my creative outlet. And one of the things that this whole situation has put me through um, like I said, it's hands down. I mean, I've gone through plate glass windows. I've had over 500 stitches in my life. I, I've broken collarbones and arms and uh, torn tendons, fractured eye sockets. So one of the things I wanted to do after I'd been dealing with this for like a month is I was like, you know what? This thing isn't going to give me visible scars. So I want to decide what the fucking scars are going to be. So I decided that that I wanted to get a tattoo on both my wrists to metaphorically symbolize the two things that have helped prevent me from committing suicide, which for the record, that's something else that I'm trying to take back, if you will. I have suicidal tendencies. That's what it is. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I know it's a touchy subject for people, but when... And it's also why I've been so forthcoming on the show. When you, when you feel shame about any of these mental issues, that's that's when when it defeats you. And I refuse to be. And I know it's going to be cringeworthy for a lot of people, but I refuse to um, be ashamed or keep it a secret or pretend that it isn't there. That I have suicidal tendencies. I think about it all the time. And. The idea of putting these two things, which for the record on my left wrist is the word corn in the corn font, and on my right wrist is Karen's name in the corn font. Just, it, they look exactly the way I'd hope they look. They represent what I wanted them to represent. I'm thrilled with them. I absolutely love them. And, and it's funny. So one of the things that a lot of people will tell you is don't put someone's name on you because it's like, it's like the kiss of death. And my response to that has been, I'm not, I didn't put Karen's name on my wrist because you know, she's the woman I love and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her, blah, 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 blah. I mean, those things are true, but the reason I did, or the reason I did it is what she did to help me get through this. So if tomorrow comes around and she fucking cheats on me and, and we get a divorce and it's a whole disaster, It'll never change the fact that, assuming I survive this, um, she helped survive. She helped me to do that. Both of these things helped me to, to do that. So that's why I, I, I have no regrets, no matter, you know, I, I don't believe anything bad's going to happen with Karen and I, but it's, um, <laughs> if it did, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't have any regrets about this tattoo. So, well, you've sent me, uh, pictures of, of both and they look absolutely outstanding. I mean, absolutely phenomenal the artist that you had to to do the the ink was just outstanding i i can't i know that's the same word over and over and over but they're gorgeous i mean it really is it was such masterful artistry that um i, I don't blame you for being as geeked out as you are about how good they look because they do yeah yeah it's uh, so the place i got them um, is called um uh what is it basilica basilisa b-a-s what is that? A T? Is that an L? I? Alika. B A S Alika. Yeah, Alika. I L I C A. It's awesome. The, the place is great. The artist is great. The artist I went to is Masu. I don't, I don't know. If anybody's fucking interested, fucking I am me or something on the side. But uh, 
yeah, it was it was it was awesome. It was uh, not as painful as I would have thought. But, but <laughs> not when I, you nap through it, obviously <laughs> not. It's relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> but then then again, um, considering all the pain I had been through for the last couple of weeks, I'm sure it was like it's all relative. It nothing. That's um, right. But then the less exciting thing is I actually touched the mint. <laughs> I took Karen to whiskey liquor up and uh, that, I, I showed her the sign and I said, I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't care if I go to fucking prison. I'm doing it. <laughs> That's right. And I climbed, up, I climbed up and touched it. I was like, I touched fucking mint. Karen's like, do you want to take a picture? I'm like, well, I don't know if it's necessary to take a picture of a misdemeanor. but <laughs> Right. I don't, I don't need picture proof of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware it happened. You saw it happen. Let's keep the documentation out of this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it makes my lawyer heart swell when I hear you, you say things like that. <laughs> I've learned a lot since I became an LLC from my, my buddy. That's right. How to keep yourself out of trouble. That's right. I understand, Mark, that we... <laughs> That we we have this LLC set up so you're safe if you get sued. Let's not actively try to get sued, though. I know. Right? <laughs> we all know it's a matter of when, not if. Let's just delay the inevitable. Exactly. What? Just be surprised when you get sued. Not like, oh, like, yeah, I oh, knew I was getting sued. Oh, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what did it. Huh. Wouldn't have thought. <laughs> right. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, two styles, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's feature property, the Tangiers. It's not even a real casino, but the movie it was featured in is so good, it might as well have been. The Tangiers is the name of the hotel casino featured in the Martin Scorsese film, Casino. The film uses multiple real Vegas properties to make up the fictional Tangiers, including the Landmark, the Riviera, and the property that inspired the story, the Stardust. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at Moonshot.com, starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas and save 15% off your order. Just go to Moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or just go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Moonshot.com. Well, let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Tony. Karen is probably still napping since it's quite early Vegas time. Yes. So, as always, we'll start with Random Vegas. Sahara has turned the Monkey Bar, formerly at SLS, into the Tangiers, a nod to both the former name of one of Sahara's hotel towers and the name of the fictional casino in the Martin Scorsese film Casino. Although, to be fair, the hotel tower had the name before it was used in the film. We got that from at Vital Vegas and my big Vegas brain. That's exciting. I, that's, that was a super cool tip of the hat. Even if it was really more an homage to the original Sahara it, in 2020, being such giant fans of Casino as we are, and I think most of the listeners of this podcast probably are, that's just a really cool, again, tip of the hat to, to name your bar that. Yeah, I agree. All right, tell me about the Twit Pick of the Week. I'll be honest. Vegas isn't the same now that I live here. That desperation to savor every moment, to make sure it's memorable enough for you to survive off of until your next opportunity to catch a neon fix is no longer there. The large amounts of pictures, chips, cards, dice, pens, room keys, notepads, plastic cups, branded napkins are no longer coveted. Now... 
We can just go out and enjoy these things whenever we like. <laughs> Had a shitty day? Let's go to Cosmopolitan. Play multi-line video poker at the Chandelier Bar while Karen plays gems before grabbing some secret pizza. Or should I go to Hattie B's? I mean, I had a great day. Let's celebrate. I'll get a reservation at Heritage Steak and get tickets to Beatles Love at the Mirage. Oh, is a band touring? Oh, we'll have to keep an eye out for when they come to Vegas because everyone comes to Vegas. Bragging aside, we finally live in a place that feels like home and serves as a beacon to the coolest people in existence per our own independent study. <laughs> Thanks again to at Maverick Helly for reminding us how much better we are than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun is when you write things weeks in advance and then you're like, oh shit, that was funny. <laughs> right? Damn, I'm a funny motherfucker. I know, right? It's good for you, Mark. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a great picture. Uh, it he, he did a I say he uh, that's unfair. He or she did a wonderful job uh, catch, capturing the strip. I mean, they were right at the southern end of it, and they yeah. got the whole upward. And it was amazing how much how far north they were able to get in that picture, and yet still have it close enough that I could be like, oh yeah, I I see the pyramid. Oh yeah, I see Cosmo. Oh yeah, there's the balloon out in front of Paris. Mm -hmm. they, it was it's a it's a great pick. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, this is pretty cool. We're thrilled to announce that we've got the event lineup ready to go for the 360 Vegas Vacation X which is going to be May 24th, 25th, and 26th. Yes, or at least, at least most of it. There's still a few details that we're working on that we aren't ready to let you know about, including discussions about the possibility of a Patreon-exclusive event. But for the rest of you... <laughs> <laughs> 360 Vegas Vacation 10, or X, I love that hashtag, VVX. Yeah. Um, Starting Sunday, May 24th at 6 p.m., we're going to have a meet and greet at the Heart Bar at Planet Hollywood. Oh, by the way, this is Center Strip centric, just in case that isn't clear. 7.30 p.m., the limo to Fremont Street Experience will pick us up at Planet Hollywood. You will need to RSVP for that. There is a $12 admission for it, which just goes into the cost of actually getting the limo. At 8.30, we are going to have slot races, group gaming with craps, blackjack, all this stuff. We're going we're, we're gonna to at least start off at the D. We'll see where we end up. But we got to make an effort to do crap, uh, slot races. We haven't done those in a long time. We haven't done them in a while. And frankly, downtown is an awesome place oh, to definitely. do it just because not only do they have a lot of the three real two or three coin, depending on what we're looking for, slots available, they're they're all over downtown. And, and they're usually so prevalent that it's not like it's hard to find a bank of eight or 10 of them. Now, right. forgive my ignorance, Mark, you'll probably know this um, much more than I would. Is the upstairs at the D still vintage slot centric like it used to be? Um, it is, but not like you think it is. It's... Uh... Actually, that's not even accurate now that I think about it, because they have the brand new baby craps, like the individual oh, player craps. Yeah, I heard about upstairs. that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, well, I, I guess not. I guess they've completely... It sounds like it's where the reason, like, like the discount gaming still is. You know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that's where you'd find your penny slots. That's where you'd find your... Um, 
your gimmick games like your your bubble craps and your digital um, uh, uh, blackjack dealer kind of a thing. Sure. Like that's what sure. seems to be making its way upstairs. Taking over. Okay. Well, and part of the reason I asked that, frankly, is because we've done slot races a handful of times at the D upstairs, but we've also done it over at the plaza. Mm-hmm. So that's another place for us to just kind of keep in the back of our head. Agreed. And not that you don't live there and couldn't scope these things out <laughs> between now and uh, May 24th, but <laughs> just those are the two places that offhand I can think of. We've for sure been able to have success finding a a bank of slots to let players do this. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, downtown and to your point, like I've wandered through, um, fucking Fremont and I can find a bunch of them. So yeah, downtown is definitely the place for us to, to do this. Cool. All right. Monday, May 25th. We are once again, returning to banger brewing because why not? they're just so good to us every sure. time we go in they fall all over themselves to make yeah. sure that we push tables together and that we get you know right in line when they see that it's our table coming up they'll just deal with all of us just one right after the other even though there are other folks in the in the the brewery coming up trying to get beers they are incredibly good to us yeah it's and it's not like they know who we are or that we're coming or like none of those things are happening that's why i like them so much because we've tried to plan things with people and sometimes it works sometimes it often doesn't and so we just started bailing on that idea and now we just show up and like for instance i think it was last vegas vacation um we just show up and we tell everybody where we're going to be everybody shows up and we don't have any special setup but um, at the mob museum, they got, it might, might've been the last one, might've been the one before that, but they got real shitty over the fact that we, we filtered in like <laughs> fucking 20 people into them. Like, well, you know, if, if you got large groups, you want to call. So I go, well, I can take them if you want. I can go somewhere else. I go, we just decided to go someplace and picked your place. I'm yeah. now starting to regret that. No, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, was- no, 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 no. Well, and the, yeah, we've, uh, I, I love the mob museums bar. So the, the, uh, what's it called? The, um, underground. Yeah. The speakeasy, the speakeasy that they've got. So I'm not going to trash them, but from a customer service standpoint, yeah, they, they whiff the ball I agree. Uh, on a handful of occasions that we've tried to do stuff. So anyway, banger brewing is a, is a great meetup that everybody quite frankly seems to love. So True. let's do what works. Yep. 3 PM. The 360 Whiskey Lounge um, will be happening. You'll have to RSVP for that. Was that 60 bucks or 65? I, th- I think we're doing. I think we're doing 65 this right. time. We'll, we'll say 65. If it's less, hey, that's just that's yeah. Bonus. You save five bucks, right? There you go. That location is TBD. Oh, but I'm excited about its opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Well, because you and I have talked off mic about kind of where your head's at. yes. <laughs> so I can say that this is definitely just because of what Mark's got in mind. If you're even remotely on the fence, buy your ticket because, and, and we, we've talked about it all the time, but let's just reiterate it. There are only X number of tickets that we sell because yeah. of being able to accommodate everybody in the room. So everyone's got seating, everyone's got glasses. So once it's sold out, it is sold out. We, we don't take people, right. um, you know, over and above. We don't take people at the door. So make sure you get up. But just because of where it might be held this time around, even I'm geeked out about this. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. So yeah. yeah, get your tickets. Yep. Next up, 7 p.m., we're going to have a meet and greet, the 360 Vegas family meet and greet. It's currently planned for Twin Peaks at Mecca Walgreens. It will be featuring, regardless of where we have it, um, Holly from Battleborn Pins. 
Lacey from at Las Vegas Gal. She's on Instagram. Uh, also our real estate agent. Shannon from at Neon Vacation on Twitter. Michael from at Vegas Podtunes. That's going to be fun. And as always, this guy's always been there for us every single time. Scott, Vital Vegas, our, our, uh, my hetero life mate. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that would then presuppose you. All right. So he's my... We have an open relationship. <laughs> I absolutely. He's, he's, I, I'm good with that. I'm, <laughs> and then when last, I'm like, no, I just don't have time. I, I got a headache, Mark. Just go, just go see, Scott. go bro out with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, on Monday at 8 p.m., group gaming at Planet Hollywood. Again, yeah. that's where we start. You want to follow us on social media. And if, uh, if you're not able to be there at the jump, because at the jump, we typically are at, at the place we plan. It just, it can rapidly deviates <laughs> it most certainly does yeah. and since so much of this is well i'm i'm somewhat spilling the beans a little early but being center strip like we are yeah we'll likely meet up at planet hollywood but i have every reason to believe we'll we could be there for 15 minutes they don't have any room for oh, us yeah. at a craps table or a or at the extra bar and we bounce next door or to to bally's in paris or we go across the street to uh, to cosmo right. I, I, it's just it's always watch the social media but these folks that are showing up holly Lacey, shannon uh michael and scott oh michael scott <laughs> for office fans. <laughs> yes. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. Are outstanding human beings. And I hope Holly brings another bag of pins because not only is she going to sell them all, but I will continue busking on the strip for no, her. Please. To get I'm, those. I'm begging you, please don't do that again. <laughs> this time. All right, fine. That was so uncomfortable. That that's one. That's the possibly the only time in Vegas vacation history where I, I removed myself from this. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, there's no way. Because Tony, for those of you that don't know, we're, we're sitting outside of Rematch, which is uh, open area at Link. So we're right on the strip. People are walking by and you interact with people. And Tony decides, already blasted at the time, of course, decides that he's going, like, not only... Can uh, should more people be buying these? He's going to solicit people to buy them on this on the strip walking by. I'm like, oh no, I, I gotta go. It, it was a good time, from what I can vaguely remember. <laughs> right. And lastly, Tuesday, May 26th at 8 a.m., we have the 360 exercise experience with Christina, aka Raising Las Vegas. That meetup is going to be at Container Park. They, the run will be downtown this year, and there will be 5K and one-mile experiences available once again. And then afterwards at 10 a.m., the 360 Vegas Indulgence at Canyon Ranch Spot, Venetian. That's been a staple for them ever since they stumbled onto it. And then, and then the fun stuff starts at, uh, at 11. <laughs> Cigar yeah, the real time. reason you go to Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Cigar time at Bally's Lobby. I was so proud of myself for coming up for this one. Because typically we've been going to the cigar bars um, yep. and Bally's Lobby Bar is really impressive. And yes. the idea of us hanging out in that open air right off the casino, smoking cigars that like I love the idea of the, the thing that we don't have at Monte Carlo's is the casino sound because you're, you're within a closed door. I love the idea of us being close to casino. Absolutely. So what's neat about this is we can go for folks that are interested in getting a cigar. What I'll likely do is I'll likely take a parade of folk once we congregate and, and get together, you know, maybe around like the 1115, 1120 mm -hmm. marker. I'll take a, a, a gaggle of folk to the um, Davidoff 
outlet or kiosk for lack of a better term that they have in the walkway between Paris and Bally's right. and we'll get a cigar. You're going to pay, uh, you're going to pay probably 20, 25 bucks for a cigar, but just do it. It's, it's it, for folks that aren't cigar smokers. You're paying a good quality amount of money for a great premium cigar. That's not going to make you sick. It's not going to yeah, be overly uh, nicotined. Yeah, I agree. And then we'll come back and we'll we'll cut and we'll light our cigars and then we will drink our faces off of the <laughs> beloved old fashions, the, the Jack Daniel yes. old fashions that they make is they have just good old fashions there, no yeah. kidding. They got a Absolutely. Woodford Reserve uh Manhattan. Yes. Yeah, in Manhattan, that's what it is. Yes. Yes, they do. It, both of which are just fantastic. And if you're, you know, if you're kind of sort of interested in getting into the into the whiskey world, these are really good. It, at least in my opinion, I think they're absolutely outstanding uh, entryways because you get a little bit of the sweetness, so it's not quite that harshness that you're that you get for an unaccustomed palate to bourbon. But oh my goodness, I sat at the at the Bally's bar many a time getting myself <laughs> liquored up over with these drinks. So folks, welcome to my world. Yeah, they did a really good job with that bar. I was impressed. Yes. I can't wait I am. to share it with everybody. Okay, and then at 3 p.m. Now, as you can see, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., that's a whole lot of time to be smoking cigars, gambling, and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot, and, and that's more than likely what we'll be doing. <laughs> but you'll want to... Once again, this is really where you want to pay attention because I promise you we will not be in Bally's Lobby Bar until three o'clock. There's no way we'll start. We'll start whether we end up hitting tables or going to other casinos or something else that we always wander when we do this. Fuck, we might do a pub crawl for all we know. Sure. Yeah. So at 3 p.m., Blue Ribbon Chicken at Bally's Grand Bazaar and capped off with group gaming at Bally's once we're all said and done. I don't think they're going to be done by four, but, you know. You know oh, no way. But what I love most about this, and this is I'm somewhat tipping my hand to the rest of the audience, but I'm likely going to book my room at Bally's. I was debating between Planet Hollywood because of all of the, you know, stuff happening on Sunday. Right. But then again, on Tuesday with all of it at, at Bally's, I prefer Bally's more than I prefer the um, Planet Hollywood Casino. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, if Tony, and Tony's been known to do this, gets a little too tipsy over cigar time, he can always just run upstairs, take an hour nap, and then come back downstairs, and he's ready to rock and roll for some blue ribbon chicken. Well, and, and, this, and, though, and on top of that, he also has the ability to get more blue ribbon chicken because <laughs> yeah. when tony gets That's drunk get the fuck out of the way because blue ribbon <laughs> chicken is going to be eaten whether it's tony's or not <laughs> that's right oh my god i love everything about blue ribbon chicken so my funny. biggest fear about ever moving to las vegas is how quickly i could actually clog every artery in my body because i would live at blue ribbon chicken oh, it yeah. is just the best chicken and i couldn't be more appreciative that you introduced me to it and now we've got to introduce other folks that come out for 360 vegas vacation agreed agreed so that is 360 Vegas Vacation 10. As we've said, the times and events are confirmed. The venues are subject to change. Just keep an eye on social media. We'll use the hashtag 3600VVX. And that's where you'll be able to find out uh, if, if anything has changed or if we've relocated, whatever. Um, most events are come and go. However, we do have a couple, specifically the Whiskey Lounge and the Limo to Fremont Street Experience, which costs, oh, I guess we only went with 60 this time. 60 and 12, oh, okay. respectively. Cool. All right. The ability to RSVP events that require such confirmation has been available to our Patreon subscribers for the last few weeks. 
general availability for RSVP is scheduled for February 1st. And not to be a dick, but, you know, not to be more of a dick than... <laughs> wait a minute. What? Oh, I didn't see the joke. I fucked up. Yeah, that, that, that fuck that joke. <laughs> that's all right. Well, well then I'll, I'll, I'll quickly move on. And that's simply to say, come February 1, if you're even, like I said, remotely on the fence about doing the Whiskey League, get your ticket. Get your ticket. You won't regret it. No one's ever said, I didn't get my $60 worth. Because for folks that might be new to this, just very quickly, there's usually around 15 of us, give or take a few one way or the other. And, and the venue certainly helps, uh, you know, allocate how many more, how many less from 15 right. we can go with. But as a staple, usually it's it's 15 and we go out and we pool the money. And I want the listeners to know Mark and Karen and I make literally no money off from any of this as it relates to the limo. The twelve dollars is what it costs to rent the limo per person as well as the $60 we go and we buy very expensive bottles of of bourbon bottles that could cost you know 150 200 250 depending on what we can find at the time and that's available Mm -hmm. you get to try it everybody gets to try everything that's there and we'll usually because we pool the $60 times say 15 people we've got a nice chunk of money we usually buy four or five or six very pricey bottles that you wouldn't necessarily want to buy out of your own pocket because you don't know if you'd like it but not only do you get to try all of them we also have what we lovingly refer to as doggy bags they're little plastic flasks i'll never forget the moment i saw the first one I was like, this is brilliant. This is a part of every Vegas vacation forever now. <laughs> well, and we need to thank our thank friend of the show, Chris Kim from the Faces and Aces yes. podcast. He's the one that said, why don't we bring little flasks and everyone can kind of fill up and take something to go. And I thought, what a great way to ensure that you get even more of your money's worth. Because what we do is on a first come, first serve basis, once we've tried everything, we then have folks come up. They, they point to the bottle they want. We fill up their flask with the bourbon that they've selected. And once everyone has gotten their flask filled then it's just open bar then it's just come on up and let's pour more of of what do you want and sometimes we completely kill off bottles and sometimes i've got something to 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 take home with me but at the end of the day no one leaves sober you might be half in the bag (laughs) you might be totally trashed but nobody leaves sober it's such a fun time and and again I, i i don't mean to oversell the location it's not a penthouse you know it's not you know well, something going on at venetian or the win or cosmo but what it is 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 new and and will be a new experience for me and maybe that's why i'm so excited okay anything else or are you ready to talk about a slumlord renovation yeah let's talk about that infamous so, slumlord the seagull group is suing their current tenant of the strip club the can can room for allegedly running an illegal brothel on site for over a decade <laughs> How do you how do you do that for a decade? Uh, there's a lot. I'm going to go ahead and let you get through the entire story, but I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Good, good, good. Okay. After, quote, a slew of horrendous allegations, unquote, the club's business license was revoked. Previous owner Sam Aldebag claims the Siegel Group is making up these allegations without any evidence in an attempt to unjustly terminate his lease. I'm not going to keep saying that. A judge recently agreed to strike several allegations from the lawsuit, including claims that Aldebach required dancers to have sex with customers as well as himself, that he employed a madam to collect money from the patrons for sex acts, and even operated VIP rooms with beds where workers can perform alleged sex acts for compensation. The Can Can Room is located west of the Strip on Sammy Davis Jr. Drive, 
in a strip mall of vice nearest the resort's world site, further fooling speculation that Siegel Group does have ulterior motives. All just in an attempt to have the lease between the two companies terminated prematurely. Siegel's lawyer pointed to the heart of the dispute, Aldebag not surrendering the property after receiving a three-day notice to vacate as a commonality between illegal activity going on inside. In response to claims that this was nothing but an attempt to slander Aldebar's name, Siegel's lawyer claims since there are video cameras throughout the club, including the VIP rooms, it's logical to assume that if it happened in his club, he was aware of it. The CanCan room's business license was revoked September 25th, 2019. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. So in the legal world, there's something called unclean hands. And the idea with that legal premise is you can sue somebody, but if you've got unclean hands, you have to accept legal responsibility for a part of what it is that you're trying to sue for. And I think that there's a lot of this going on right now. Was there something nefarious going on in the can-can room? Probably. It doesn't surprise me. And and to a certain extent, I'm not... I shouldn't say it that way. I'm not judging what did or didn't go on in the can-can room. I have every reason to believe that likely whatever did happen in there was consensual by everybody, whether it was the patron, the workers, the owners, or the Siegel group. Right. My guess is the Siegel group looked the other way on this because you even started it off by saying that they were allegedly running an illegal brothel for over a decade, (laughs) um, but after a slew of horrendous allegations. So when did they, when did the allegations become horrendous? I mean, what is it that, that occurred there that all of a sudden Siegel group said, Oh, Oh my goodness. My, my morals say that what's happening here is just too much for me to be able to look the other way on. My guess is as you touched on it, Something has to do with resort worlds, and I think that the Siegel Group is looking to sell this property, so they needed an excuse to be able to terminate the the contract that they had between themselves and the can-can room. Mm-hmm. And under most state law, when there's a legal activity taking place, that is immediate grounds for a contract cancellation. Okay. So my guess is Siegel Group got wind that they could sell this property. They needed to find a way to kick the CanCan Group out. And so now that's when they're saying, oh, well, we're so appalled by what's going Mm, on here. But as this uh, Eldabag guy mentioned, well, if there's cameras in there, he should be able to easily refute whatever Siegel Group is alleging or not. So it's I think there's going to be more to come. And I do hope you'll you'll keep updating us on the show on what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, as a matter of fact, let me make a note to do a Google alert so I can... Because how fucking hard is it going to be to search for the can-can room? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. The thing I'm curious about is that strip area that they're talking about is just like machine gun shops and sex shops and strip clubs. Like, the whole strip mall is that. So, it's not like they're going to turn this into... I don't know, like a, like, what are you gonna put a bagel shop in there? I mean, it's, it's gotta be some other form of, I mean, seriously, what else could you put in a strip mall like that? Maybe, maybe it's just a matter of he could rent it for more than he's getting uh, for it. Yeah, maybe he thinks yeah. that with Resorts World coming online, get that's going to become an attractive something. place to, to come and want to okay. hang out and shoot guns and see, you know, naked chicks. And right, right. One last <laughs> observation only is it's interesting by and large most if not done at the state level then done at the city level business licenses are issued by 
a local unit of government. So mm-hmm. if the CanCan's business license was revoked in September of 20, uh, September 25th, that wouldn't have been anything that the Siegel Group would have been able to do. That would have been something that a, a governmental entity went in and said, we're right. going to terminate. So there may be some truth to what the Siegel Group is alleging. But again, I'm going to when you start the sentence off with on site for over a decade, right? I just it, there's just so many. Hmm. What else is happening? Like, here? I was even going to give them the benefit of the doubt about the video cameras. Now, now the video cameras being you can go back and look at things and catch things. But uh, when, when they said, well, they got video cameras in the place. So if it happened in there, he should be aware of it. I'm like, well, maybe not if he's not reviewing the fucking security tapes every night. But, but the, the fact is if it's been going on that long, someone, someone saw this and should have reported it to your boss, you know, or, or if you don't even have somebody paid to, you know, double check all that kind of shit, but whatever. Yep. All right. Next up, tell me about some rough plans. <laughs> I'm simultaneously impressed with my improved wordplay skills and disgusted with myself for thinking that wordplay is clever. But <laughs> that's only in my case. I get, I get angry when other people do it because I'm not as good at it. <laughs> it's like, whatever. That's stupid. That's right. In the meeting that would decide if Phil Ruffin would be allowed to purchase Circus Circus, Phil Ruffin informed Nevada regulators of all the great plans that he has in store, if approved. In case it's lost on some or all not included in the active conversation going on in my mind. That was a joke. I'm taking information commonly reported by multiple sources and restating it in a way that the news typically does when it implies things with the way that they report it. So for the record, this this was a done deal when, when it was announced. They include a renovation similar to those done at Treasure Island. Now, I don't know if that means it's the renovation that MGM did just before selling it to Refn or the renovation that turned that closed the strip attraction and added a giant frog to the landscape. So um, either way, I don't think it would be a problem (laughs) at Circus Circus. Thankfully, the rest of this pitch was a little more detailed. Plans are to add a 2,000-seat theater for a new Cirque show, as well as plans to add a swimming pool complex with a wave machine, sand beaches, a lazy river ride, and William Hill will run the sports book. Any of you who have ever had the opportunity to enjoy a stay at Treasure Island will tell you, we basically just described all the amenities available at Treasure Island, not currently available at Circus Circus. As a reminder, MGM sold Phil Ruffin Treasure Island for $775 million and change in 2009. Ten years later, they're selling him everything on the west part of the Strip, starting from Slots of Fun to the northwest corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Sahara Avenue for $825. For $825. Oh, hey, that's... (laughs) Damn! Right? Come on, I chalked up 10 grand for it. (laughs) I mean, after all, it's lots of fun. It's my favorite kind of... Never mind. Right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Which may make Phil Ruffin the smartest real estate tycoon in the history of Las Vegas when you consider this. In 2007, sold the 34 acres of land the Frontier occupied for about $1.3 billion. With that, and 12 years later, he turned that money into virtually all the real estate available that wasn't previously the Frontier or Boyd's. Let's, let's, let's call him majority owner of North Strip at this point. 
and I know what some of you were saying, 1.3 billion minus 775 million equals 525 million. That leaves him 300 million short of the $825 million price tag. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. Where do you think Ruffin got the additional 300 million from? Probably the casino MGM sold him to uh, sold him 10 years ago. And if that's the case, then doesn't that mean that MGM paid the difference? I, 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 know, I know it doesn't, but you get my point. <laughs> <laughs> Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. The world-famous Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign was designed by Betty Willis and installed south of the Strip in May of 1959. It stands 25 feet tall, is outlined in yellow incandescent light bulbs, and the individual letters in the word welcome are housed in silver dollars, outlined in neon, a callback to Nevada's state nickname, the Silver State. Influenced by the googie architecture movement that took over Las Vegas in the 1950s, the design for the sign was never copywritten. As a result, it's public domain, and therefore anyone can use its likeness. Available in four different colors, this Battleborn pin only costs $9. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn pins. Good for Phil Ruffin, man. I've mocked that guy for so long, and this is brilliant. I'm excited because I, I hope that it's going to start to revitalize the northern part of the strip. I, I know I've said this many a time on the podcast. I've lamented it a lot. But, you know, it's when you watch some of these old videos, even take Vegas Vacation, for example, and you see all of the hotels that were in that northern part of the strip that are just gone now right. and it's nothing but wasteland yep. it's exciting that somebody is interested in coming in and hopefully success begets success and we'll start to see more stuff coming online and, and starting to happen in that area because it desperately needs it and yeah. frankly i'm looking forward to having more places to go and get to check out when i'm in vegas yeah um, i i totally agree with you and phil ruffin's the guy that can do it i mean i've said it a dozen times North Strip doesn't need any more mega resorts. They're they're overpopulated with high end. Uh, well, not the high, not the North Strip. Well, the, what I consider North Strip, but it's be, beyond Win and Encore, they, you don't need any more mega resorts down down on the North End. What you need is more things like slots of fun and uh, 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 I almost called it Barbary Coast, fucking uh, Cromwell. Um, these sort of lower end slot joint fun things that you know you can find on. Fremont, or you used to be able to find on Fremont, because like that, like it's just options. We need a lot of options there, and high-priced ones aren't. We've tried that. That's it's that's done. So I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts on that, but I think Ruffin um, is definitely the guy that uh, if if he he could be a catalyst to help renovate North Strip, and I'd love to see it. Can you imagine? Both South and North have never been fully populated together. I mean. I guess they did when they first built some of those properties, but they were basically in their death throes by that by the time they were building all that North Strip stuff. I can't imagine a fully vibrant strip. That'd be so cool. I agree. I agree. And lastly, tell me about the new Flamingo food option. 
Eater Vegas reports that work continues on steaks and alibis, the mob-themed steakhouse replacing center cut as the steak option at Flamingo. Additionally, the plans are to open within the same space formerly home to the property's cafe option, so they're expanding. Plans for the Tropical Breeze Cafe at Flamingo have also been revealed to be inspired by the food hall at Harrah's, if only in name, currently known as the Flamingo Food Hall. Have you ever been to that Harrah's food hall? I have never. I've walked past it many a time, but nope, I've never eaten anything there. It's really good. Is it? Yeah, I was surprised. It's really good. It's solid food, man. See, that sounds wrong. Um, It's good. We'll we'll stick with good. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I have have eaten at the Flamingo Food Hall many a time, and I have been disappointed with it every single time. As a matter of fact, my wife loves to rib me about how when I get intoxicated, and not like blackout, just it's safer just to put me to bed. Mm-hmm. But like I'm, I'm awake and I, I'm drunk. I, I'm hungry. And inevitably, I'm hungry for Chinese food. Don't know what it is. Chinese <laughs> food and Mexican food are my two go-tos when, I am, that makes sense. when I'm we, intoxicated. We all have go-tos, so that makes sense. Absolutely. And I have eaten at what, whatever the equivalent of the Panda Express is at the Flamingo Food Hall. And every time I get irrationally angry, I mean, I'm talking swearing, throwing my fork, screaming about how terrible the food is. <laughs> you know, what's funny. It All it took me was one experience with, I think it was Bonanno's pizza they had in there. Because I was always one of those people like, there's no such thing as bad pizza. I mean, there's good pizza, but there's like worst case scenario, it's pizza. No, no. For the uh, the one place on this planet that I've tried pizza that was actually bad was in that Flamingo food court. And I'm like, I'll never step foot in here. Like you, my entire world is rocked. <laughs> like I didn't, I, I, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> well, imagine uh, listeners take that uh, pizza and, and translate it over to Chinese. It's just as horrible. So all right, let's move into prop bets. Yes. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, AT&T will bring their new 5G network to Las Vegas by the end of the year ahead of its nationwide launch, which is scheduled for 2020. Okay, so this is a little dated, but right. to your knowledge is, well, let me finish it and then I'll ask you. That said, the most popular phone on the market, which is the iPhone 11, is not 5G compatible the argument being 5g won't be widely adopted for another couple years so why bother making it compatible until then so uh, this was a little dated mark to your knowledge has at&t rolled out their 5g network in vegas the problem is is i have iphone so i wouldn't know you wouldn't know fair (laughs) enough cool if they if they have it is it is cloaked to me The state of Louisiana approved El Dorado Resorts to be the first riverboat approved to relocate to dry land, specifically the Isle of Capri and Lake Charles. El Dorado says they will invest $112 million plus to build the new casino, triple the size of the riverboat, as well as restaurants and VIP lounges overlooking the lake, and expects the project to be complete May of 2021. How the fuck is New Orleans just allowing this? How is this pa? I would argue, first of all, they're the largest uh, uh, tax paying, the largest state tax, God damn it, you know what I'm trying to say, 700 million a year. Once Katrina hit, don't you think they should have been like, guys, whatever you want to do, just do it? Well, yes, but uh, there's only one casino in New Orleans and it's Harris and that is land based. Right, I know. Okay, okay, but I'm saying the whole state. Like, you, you got one area rocked but your oh, state see. is 
it's 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 a victim to these things. Like it can get hit again. Um, right. I mean, I guess maybe not Lake Charles, but <laughs> there aren't too many uh, water spouts in Lake Charles. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the 17th pedestrian bridge crossing Las Vegas Boulevard has now opened. Now there is officially no place on the strip that better allows one to effectively escape the clutches of a place on the strip with casinos to a place devoid of any <laughs> other than the one outside of Park MGM. I got I got some sales pitches for you. Escape to discounts on brand names. <laughs> Access to colors of M&Ms found in a barrel of unwanted colors. <laughs> colors that you didn't even know you wanted. Right, exactly. <laughs> Like, it, is this pewter? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> See how Coke attempts to figure out what the fuck they're going to do once the daily recommended amount of sugar is finally established. <laughs> <laughs> or visit the only hard rock in Vegas 25 years after opening as a hotel casino off strip and try to not cry. <laughs> wow. Further confirming. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Right. Go ahead. Further confirming their dire straits and impending doom, long-hauling taxicab cunts, not the good kind, begin offering their flat fee, or they began offering their flat fee service from McCarran to various destinations on the Strip in downtown, two weeks ahead of schedule and a decade too late, give or take. Speaking of cunts, no word when Las Vegas International Airport will be renamed after someone known less for being a McCarthyist, racist, xenophobe than Pat McCarran. Fun fact, the movie The Godfather Part 2, the fictional corrupt U.S. Senator character named Pat Garrity was inspired in part by Pat McCarran. Huh. So I'm going to make a very unpopular statement to our listeners, and that is to say I actually think that Godfather Part 3 is better than Godfather Part 2. You're such a liar. You just lost half your listening you're audience. Si- I know, you're college. such a liar. <laughs> No human has said that not in jest in the history of mankind. <laughs> I it, Granted, it's probably been 20 years. I should go back and rewatch them all. But I remember liking number three more than number two. But I also remember for the longest time, and especially being the Vegasite that I am now, I feel dirty with what I'm about to say. For the longest time, I actually preferred Back to the Future 3 more than I liked Back to the Future 2. Really? Yeah. But... I, in fairness to me, I saw them out of order. Mm. I saw Back to the Future 3 before I saw Back to the Future 2, which is funny because when I watched number two, it should have made a whole lot more sense, but I was so confused by what was going on. <laughs> Yet three, which has such a thin storyline to it, I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe that. that's why I like it because I don't really have to pay attention and think about things. Yeah, yeah. See, and I liked the interconnected, like, oh my God, like they did, like I lost my shit over the Matrix. Like, uh, and same thing with Lord of the Rings. Like, I studied that shit because it fascinated me how they interconnected and like specifically with the books for the Lord of the Ring, how they would elect to go, okay, we want to cover this storyline, but we don't have room for this character. So we're going to give this storyline to this character. So I think it's fun watching that stuff interlaced together. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Battle Vegas reports that Sahara plans to renovate the property's Sayers Club space into an Italian restaurant. Also, Clio is now called Bella Bistro. Additionally, they've replaced 800 Degrees Pizza with slot machines. I kind of feel like Sahara might be 
looking a little too far beyond their current issues. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why don't you just get asses in the seats first Absolutely. before we expand the casino area? <laughs> Absolutely right. The Las Vegas Raiders will relocate to their new home next August as the era of the NFL in Vegas begins. This is the third time the Raiders have relocated their home. Originally, they were in Oakland from 1960 to 1981. The team relocated to Los Angeles in 1982, where they played for 12 years, then relocated back to Oakland in 1995, where they've called home for the last 25 years before relocating to Las Vegas in 2020. The team has a 50-year lease to play in the city of Las Vegas. That almost means nothing for the record. Well, yeah, when we're looking at 12 years here, yeah. 25 years there, 20 years. Yeah, we'll see where they wind yeah, up. In I mean, all, all it really boils down to is how much do they have to pay when they break the fucking lease is what it, what it boils down to. I agree. Tim Burton's Lost Vegas at Neon Museum, who originally ran or was planning to run through early February, has extended its run until April of 2020, while the Heartbreak Hotel show will close or it's closed now at Harris. Vital Vegas reports that Tropicana will once again be sold to the tune of approximately $700 million, just over double or nearly double uh, Penn National Game, uh, what Penn National Gaming paid for it in 2015, 360 million. They also never followed through with the $100 million expansion that would have brought a Mecca Walgreens to South Strip or Mecca Walgreens S kind of thing. Sure. Um, Wow. So 2015 was the last time I had fun at Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited about I'm always excited anytime there's new ownership because you hope that they come. They come correct with it. But my yeah. concern is like Alex Humanogen is still on the board and I feel like that property just took a nosedive after he left. Like all the, all the new things they kept coming up with. Uh, I mean, granted, they still have new restaurants that have gone in there, and I uh, mean, I'm not saying the place is you know a shithole or anything. I mean, it's it's a, it's still a really nice place, but uh, it, it never. It seemed like Dimenagin was coming up with a lot of things, the day club, like all these new ideas, renovations, and then as soon as Penn National Gaming came in. They said they were going to do this expansion and they didn't do anything except things that were already going to happen. That said, way to fucking flip something, man. Yeah, no shit. $360 million in less than five years fucking later. Yeah. $700 million for it. Good for you. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. So now that whomever the owner is, is in it for 700 million dollars here's hoping that they do something to try to recoup that no that shit. money it's definitely sls way the driveway into sahara has been renamed lisette way per vital vegas lisette is the name of the new sahara owner alex morello yeah huh. all right i do have an issue with this now that i think about it <laughs> i get if you're gonna name it after your properties but if we're just naming it after loved ones I, I that i don't know it seems egregious to me well and is alex's middle name lisette because his name is it says here his name is alex morello so, oh, so how is lisette sorry. named after <laughs> sorry that's the name of his wife oh oh is okay there we go there there's the kicker got it lisette is his wife okay super now now i understand 
<laughs> now it makes sense when you actually put together real sentences, <laughs> <laughs> including all of the words. Right, that all are of necessary. the words. Mark, all of them need to be in there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and lastly, Chef David Chang has opened Major Domo Meat and Fish at Palazzo, with additional plans to open Moon Palace in January of 2020 as more of a grab and go option. This is Chang's second restaurant in Vegas. The first being Momofuku at Cosmopolitan. Hmm. Have you ever have you ever had Momofuku? I have never. Have you? No, not yet. Because it's it's like a sweet place. Like it's not like a like a food. I, I don't know. No, I haven't. Is the point? I, okay. I need to make an effort too. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. Mark, you got some listener feedback this week, so why don't we talk about that? We do, sir. We got an email from Michelle King. Michelle writes, Hi there. I love the sucker bet. Fire bet. It's been a sad few trips since it disappeared from the strip. Do you happen to know if any Las Vegas casinos are offering it? We are willing to leave our beloved strip to find it. Thanks, Michelle. And I got, I got, a, I got a smart fella who's did some did some homework for your uh... <laughs> listen you you caught me on a great day you you asked me to research it on a friday after a major holiday working for state government i had all the time in the world <laughs> to research the shit out of this <laughs> enjoy michelle here we go <laughs> for folks who don't know what the fire bet is at the craps table it is a side bet which you can make before the shooter establishes his first point upon initially receiving the dice Once the shooter receives the dice and establishes his first point, you're locked out of making the bet until he sevens out and the dice get passed to the next player. The goal is for the shooter to make four or more unique points before sevening out. So here's what you do. First of all, you toss the dealer anywhere between $1 to $10. And that's traditional. Your mileage may vary from from what the minimum or what the maximum bet might be. But once the shooter establishes his point, that's one of the four unique numbers that he must now make. So if the come out roll is an eight, the game play will proceed as usual. But when that shooter subsequently rolls the eight again, everyone wins their pass bet. The don'ts lose their bet. But now it's time for the shooter to once again make a come out roll and establish a new point. Mm -hmm. So ideally, the shooter will establish a different point number, be it four, five, six, nine or ten. Because remember, the eight has already been established and made. So under our hypothetical, if the shooter rolls a nine on his come out roll, he's now established the second of four numbers for the fire bet. Again, play proceeds as usual. Once the shooter rolls the nine and and successfully makes his point, the pass line wins. The don't loses their their bet. And now the dice are once again slid over to the shooter and he will establish a point. So in this instance, for the fire better, he wants to roll and establish a number of four, five, six or ten, because that is unique. That is a number that he hasn't established yet. This repeats every time in hopes that the shooter makes four or five or even as many as all six different points before he rolls a seven and ultimately loses his bets. So, Mark, why don't you talk to us about what the odds and the payoffs are? Four unique points pay $25 for every $1 bet. This will occur 0.88% of the time or one in 113 times. Five unique points 
pays $250 for every $1 bet. This will occur 0.16% of the time or once every 610 times. Six unique points pays $1,000 for every $1 bet. This will occur 0.0162% of the time or once every 6,156 times. The house edge on this specific bet is 21.27%. I got to say, though, your description here already has me interested in doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fun game. It really is. But think about this, listeners. If this is going to happen once out of every 6,156 times, then to, for it to be a proper payoff, you should get paid $6,156 for every dollar right. you bet. Yep. But you don't. You only get 1000 That's why the, 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 uh, the house odds are so extremely high is because you're not getting paid even one-sixth what you're technically owed if you make all six unique points. Have you ever hit this before? Uh, I hit four numbers one time and I think I may have been with somebody. Let me rephrase. I may have been on a table where I won it because the shooter made five gotcha. points, but, but no, no, this is, I, I, I almost never play it because it's, I, I'm a terrible shooter and, and ask Bogan. <laughs> he knows to always bet the don't, don't pass line when I'm shooting. Well, I, I was thinking that too. Like I have a really, I have a reputation for rolling for a really, really, really long time but never hitting points. So <laughs> sure. Just making, just rolling different numbers. I gotcha. Right. I do need to thank a website called gambool.com. G A M B O O O L. That is where I was able to lift all of this information. Now, poor Michelle's like, no, I get how the game works, dude. I asked her to find it. <laughs> She's patiently sitting here going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so, uh, there are places, Michelle, yes, that you can find it. Now, uh, according to the Gamble website, none of the MGM resort casinos offer it. And according to the Caesars article, here either. exactly. Caesars was uh, even less easy to find. Gotcha. But according to the website, you can find it at least at the time that this website was drafted up or, or this this blog post was written. You could find it at the Westgate you could find it at the Downtown Grand, the Plaza Hotel, the Gold Coast, oh, that's Cannery, right uh, Eastside Cannery, Hard Rock Casinos, and Rampart. But you can also find it at all of the uh, station casinos. And I don't know, Mark, if you want to quick read off what the station casinos consist of, since one of them is in your backyard. Right. Um, so, well, hold on. Aliante isn't a station casino anymore. Oh, well, uh, but, it's a, but it's a Boyd property, which is interesting because if you look at, at the ones that are available, like you've got Gold Coast, um, the cannery, the East Side cannery, those are all Boyd. Hmm. But, but yet okay, they don't, so maybe Alante still has it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, the station casinos are Boulder, Fiesta. Well, there's Fiesta Henderson and there's Fiesta Rancho. Green Valley Ranch, Palace Station. That's a, oh, I cannot recommend. That's where you go. That's the one right there. Uh, is it? Okay. Yes, Michelle, that's where you, that's the one you want to go to is uh, uh, is is the Palace Station and eat at uh, BBD. Uh, get an amazing burger. It's I love Palace Station. I love it so much. Have you been there since the renovation? No, nah, I've we're, been there going, one time. We're going. We're going. We're going okay. We're going. Okay. It's uh, it's so impressive. Anyway, um, they also have it available at Santa Fe, Sunset and Texas. So 
One of the things that Karen and I like to do um, in Vegas, like I kind of alluded to it, how things have changed um, in, in the TwitPic monologue. I still love the city the, uh, with the same intensity, but it's, it's shifted. And one of the fun games that we like to play is um, when we're just wandering around a casino, like you just want to be in a casino. You don't necessarily want to gamble. You know, you just, you just want to hang out. And what I'll do is like, for instance, Karen's two favorite slot machines are gems and all that glitters. So one of the things that I'll do is I'll just wander the whole slot floor and look for them. So this is something that I think could equally be fun. Every time I go to a place, I'll just poke my head over at the, uh, at, at the craps tables, find out if they got the, uh, find out if they got the fire bat. Nice. Cool. It, it is a lot of fun, particularly if somebody gets, gets on a hot streak, you got a couple bucks out there and it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I've, I personally have rolled four numbers before I've been at a table where shooters have gotten four or five. I think, well, let me rephrase. I've been at tables where shooters have gotten four a handful of times. I think one time ever if I was, I at a, a table where they got five numbers, but mm-hmm. Michelle, great question. That was a, that was a super cool question. And I, it was a lot of fun to, to look into it. So for folks that don't know how to play the fire, bet, now you do. And I think it's a fun little sucker bet to play. Yeah. Yeah. There's something fun about the sucker bets. I don't know what it is. Oh, like, yeah. like when it comes to the Super Bowl, the only things I bet on are the stupid things like the fucking coin flip. And I, I guess yeah. I guess it's not only that. Those are my favorite ones. Like I'll, I'll guess who's going to score first or basically things that you can't know. You know, like there's there's no way that you could have information or you did studying and like, oh, well, I know that these guys are really like, no, it's no one knows what the coin flip's going to be. It's just going to fucking be. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I I, I get yelled at by fellow 360 Vegas vacationers about all of my middle of the craps table bets. You know, I'm a big fan of the C and E bet when I, I, I'm a come out role. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem making those sorts of bets. I dig them. And so Michelle, I don't judge you one bit for loving a sucker bet like the fire bet when it hits and it pays off, it pays off handsomely. And it's, it's, a, it's always a lot of fun. Cause you can't much like your, your hypothetical of the coin flip. You just can't ever really know right. if something like that's going to happen. So if you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, might as well get paid handsomely for it. Yeah. Oh, uh, and an alternate, uh, place for you to, to check out there Michelle would be Red Rock and then and then we could experience a fire bet together oh, oh. There you go. did Mark just say that he would play craps you yes he Uh-oh. did yes he Uh-oh. did <laughs> well that's gonna do it for episode number 321 thank you all for listening and downloading we really do appreciate it I'd like you to check out any okay that's not right at all <laughs> <laughs> nice if you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on over at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.